episode 44. Dun, dun, dun! Podzor, episode 44, hosted by Sterling Highback and Dan Williams. Today is Thursday, October 12, 2006. And let's get ready for the show! <sighs> See, then I'll cut in the right. music there. Nice. Fucking that'll sweet. Be, that'll be excellent. Let me make a little comment here, and I've got a story about it later on. No, okay. I got a couple. I got several comments about the show in general. You did? Yeah, I'm raising Where? my hands, and I'm very excited. Where about he, the whole he is? You are very excited. Yeah. I'm. Um, first of all, we're going back to an old setup, which is the uh, two headset mic setup. Um, Directly into the iPod. Yes, and obviously, every as everyone knows, it, it, that. I can't get a right, and I can't get this on two channels. Yes. I can only get this on one channel. But I found a piece of software called the Levelator. <laughs> of course you did. And the, what the Levelator does is it levels the audio. Right. And if anybody knows us and has been listening, they know that we don't like to mess with things or try anything new ever. No, uh-uh, so never. this is like a totally rare, unheard That's of right. thing. That's right. Um, so I'm going to feed it into the levelator and see how good a job it does okay. leveling out our audio. Because what the levelator is supposed to do is take the highs and drop them down a little bit lower and take the lows and drop them up and, and pull them up. So and that one can you hear yourself while you're talking right now no, since I that's can't. plugged into the top? No. Okay. Um, uh, w- w- but Audacity did something like this too, but you didn't like the way it worked, right? It Audacity, didn't work too well? Audacity does have a leveler, but it doesn't. But it's not the levelator. The levelator has a look ahead or something like that. Like it looks ahead to see what the volume is going to be before it adjusts it or something weird. So it's by Gigavox, they're called. And they do all kinds of of, they do all kinds of podcasting and uh, they were one of actually the first podcasters ever. Really? Yeah. Um, and so they, what they do a lot is seminars and interviews and things like that. And the problem is especially if you have a panel discussion and a couple of omnidirectional mics, there might be one, one person that's sitting a little bit further back and then people are fucking with volumes up and down and trying to hear people. And the, I've, I've listened to lots of podcasts where I have a hard time hearing one person and then one person is way too loud. It's, yeah. It's a frustrating experience. Especially when like you're out like just doing something. like I Because yeah. I listen to my iPod all the yeah. time and yeah, yeah. I'm constantly... Dialing it back, dialing it up, dialing it yeah. back, dialing and it up. And especially if, if you're doing it while mowing the lawn or something like that, if there's external noise, yeah. those people that are low, you, you really can't hear you them You can't all. hear them. So I'm, I'm just curious to find out how good a job the levelator will do with this episode. All right. We may switch back to our other setup, but this sure is a lot easier. You know, to it not, is a lot to easier. To not have the plug-in and all that. I, I really enjoy the headsets, too, because your distance to the microphone never changes. And I and I like to move around a lot when yeah. I talk. I do all. I do this. Yeah. Well, I noticed I do in this. one of the episodes, you sat way back, and then your voice got way low. Yeah, that was the one two me crazy. episodes ago. What yeah. we need is like mic stands with pop filters and I know all kinds of shit. That'd be sweet. Okay, so uh, the other show notes are. Um, uh, I have split the feeds now, so there's a martial arts feed. What do we call it? Martial arts stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. 
<laughs> so actually, it's listed as Podzor Dash Martial Arts stuff. Okay. Um, and I figured what I'd do was I would take this first piece, which is just co- our comments about the show, and then since we go right into martial arts stuff, I can include that. You know what I mean? So then I'll just essentially cut it short. Right. Um, so welcome for all of you who are just listening to the martial arts stuff and not listening to the regular pods or thing. Welcome. And uh, Sterling just threw up a Vulcan symbol. So. Take me to your leader. Um, and, uh, oh, the last and final thing that no one will care about but you and I. Okay. Uh, except other podcasters, actually. Okay. We had two feeds going for a long time. And the reason for that is because I originally submitted our podcast under one name, yeah. and it was taking, I think it was four weeks. To iTunes. iTunes had a and real problem with yeah, our stuff. Yeah, there was stuff. nothing after four weeks, so I got frustrated. I submitted a different one with a different URL, but pointed to the same episodes. Okay. Because I thought maybe there was something wrong with my feed, and they just didn't say anything. Well, now we have two up on iTunes. Yes. And I have to maintain two feeds. I actually have to maintain three feeds, because Odeo had another one. That's right. So That's it was right. a real pain in the ass. So I found online what you can do is you can do a uh, a 301 error. Okay. So there's a there's a file on your web server that gives redirects. Right. And you can say if someone is looking for this particular file, instantly redirect them. So it's not a redirect tag in the file. It's on the it's the, on the, the server. The file itself. server. The, the, sorry, the yeah. web server will get that it's error and then fail over to that page. Yes. Yep. Smart. And so um, now all our feeds are on one feed. I'm going to write an uh, email to Apple and ask them to remove our duplicate feed. How do we know which one they're going to remove? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to tell them which one to remove. Oh. Yeah. How long do you think that'll take? Uh, that actually the uh, the martial arts stuff was up there the two days later. So yeah, but how long do you think it'll fast. take for them to delete one? It doesn't really. I don't really care. It oh. doesn't really matter. All the feeds are going back to the original, the the or first original one now. Okay, anyway. cool. So, uh, and so as far as feeds go, we still I still have yet to see anything from PodTrack. Oh, I check it all the time. Do they have our yeah. reports now? Yeah. I never got an email. They were supposed to send an yeah, email. Yeah, I know. I just ignored it and just Those? went and tried it. It might have gotten filtered into junk mail, too. Uh, maybe, I guess. I mean, I got these sign-up emails. Yeah, that's true. Bastards. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, check those, because we, uh, we have a lot fewer people listening than I thought. How many? Like, 12? <laughs> no, like, uh, I think... There were a total... This is nice, too. It gives uh, unique IP address downloads. So if you're from one IP, it only marks it as one as one oh. download. Anyway, uh, I think the last episode we had 43 downloads. 43 unique downloads. 43 unique downloads. So if we have 43-ish... So we have 43-ish listeners. listeners. <clears throat> so if we take out yourself and myself, yeah. 39 listeners. Yeah. And if you take out... The bots and like uh, you know all the aggregation people who automatically download episodes and whatnot. We have probably four listeners. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's a good square and number. Four. I like four. It's good. And we've already got a number three. So really, four is just logical. Four is just makes sense. That does make yeah. sense. So there we go. All right. Welcome everybody. Oh, and. Uh, 
Liana wanted me to make sure I mentioned her on this show. She did. Yep. Man, so. she is just scrounging for attention, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. What we, have the we mentioned hell? her new podcast? Um, She's got a new podcast called Hodgepodge Point. Yes, that's right. You know what? Her stories. And we mentioned that she was going to have one, but we hadn't mentioned the name yet. That's right, Hodgepodge, Hodgepodge Point. Point. It's actually very good. She's it's very good. She, she did a really a good job. job of um, her audio quality is really good. Yep. And I know yep. she sent me an email the other day, and she was a little worried that she rambled. And I said, I, I disagree that she rambles. I think it sounded yeah. very conversational, and it was interesting. And well, and that's part of what it's about. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're gonna ramble at some point, and that's kind of what some people tune in for. So. Right. So, with that, and with welcoming our uh, our new martial art listeners, we have some, uh, let's move on to martial arts stuff. Okay. Hey, I, I have something really cool lined up. Oh, am I supposed to be quiet for a second? Okay, there we go. <laughs> now martial arts stuff. Um, all right. Oh, I, I was really all geeked to um, to uh, talk to everybody about our big annual f- spring fall, fall gathering. gathering. Yeah. And uh, came down with the case of appendicitis on Friday night. Yeah. Went under the knife, and I've been out for the last week, so I I missed the seminar and I missed everything. Yeah. So I have that to report and not. Uh, anything about the seminar, and unfortunately. I went, I went Sunday night. Uh, and for those of you that are new and don't know what we're talking about, uh, Sterling and I uh, belong to a school called Innovative Martial Arts. You can check it on the internets. And, uh, the internets? The internets. And they have a fall gathering once a year where they bring together some of the notable martial artists uh, in the state. And mostly f- archipelago some, stuff. Some Filipino from archipelago uh, stuff. actually from out of state as yes, well. Yes, actually several from out of state. Yeah. Um, and it's more of a it, it's it's there are some seminar aspects to it, but it, it's a lot of collaboration yes. type stuff where people and um, you know people aren't afraid to be challenged or challenge others with ideas or topics. Yeah. Or it's really like a that. big pool of knowledge that people just yeah. dump everything into yeah. and we fish around and see what we pull out. Yeah. So I went, um, I, I sat in a little bit uh, on Sunday evening and mostly just chatting with people and things like that. And He gets a really fantastic group of people together. Oh, I know. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So one of the things that we actually were talking about is uh, schools and how there are some schools that sort of uh, they they jump on the bandwagon of of whatever's new and whatever's popular so that they can cash in on UFC or right. Jiu Jitsu or ground fighting or whatever the case might be. And I, I think this says a lot about our schools with all the ground fighting stuff. Um, innovative martial arts. Uh, Chuck really, I think his attitude, because we never really studied a whole lot of ground fighting stuff. No. We take people to the ground. Um, but after that, I, I think it was really Chuck's philosophy to say, look, 
if you want to study ground fighting, there are some really good ground fighting schools right. out there. You can't do it all. You can't do it all, and you you shouldn't have to. Nobody should be apologetic for not doing it all. Right. You know. Right. And I what I mean by I can't do it all is not you personally. Everybody should strive to do it all. Right. I mean, a, school, a school. You can't specialize in everything no, as a school. And, yeah, and I would think as an instructor. I mean, as an instructor, you would say, "Look, um, I am going to study this particular art." And when someone comes to me, what they're looking for is expertise in that particular art. Right. Um, and, you know, if somebody goes to an Okinawan karate dojo, they're going there because they want to study Okinawan karate. They're not going there because they want to study ground fighting. Right. They'll go to a ground fighting class for that. Exactly. Um, I just think that it feels to me anyway that people, it seems like people are apologizing for their art. You know, oh well, we're a, a, a karate dojo and we only do stand-up fighting. But you know what? That ground fighting stuff is useless if you got more than one person anyway. Right. It's like, well, you know what? You, you don't have to say that. You just have to say ground fighting is something different. And we don't do that here. And we don't do that here. <laughs> right. I've got the name of a great yeah. guy that does it. If that's what you want to study. And um, who was it? Uh, ben. The Ben. Ed. AKA <laughs> Buddha. Um, yes. Uh, one of the things that he said was, well, you don't what you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to start a dojo and try and make sure what you're teaching is going to work for the most number of people. You have to teach what you think is valuable and what is important to you and your style and let people come to you. And I think that is very insightful. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, sense. well, because you're in it. I mean, if you are going to do that, if you're going to teach to the masses, like I want to see what would appeal to the most people, right. then you need to consider why you're doing it. It's fine if you want to do that, right? But you need to consider then what your true motivations for well, teaching and, are. And I think too that there are there are some aspects of that where um, uh, you can teach a women's self defense class. Oh, sure. And that may not be what you're passionate about, but it gets people in the door, and you're being honest in your teaching. Right. You know, um, you're not dis- disillusioning anyone, which brings me to my next topic, actually. Okay. I found uh, an internet video of, and we've talked about it in the past. Have you seen this video? I don't know which one you're referring to. Ah, Let's let's pause it so I can have you watch this video because I'm really intrigued by your comments. Okay. Hang on. So, All right. now that we've watched the video, right? And 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 there's there I have a broader point here, but essentially it's a system called Systema. Uh-huh. And to me, which I I have heard of that before. Yeah. I just never seen it. To me it looks very Aikido-esque. Yes. Uh and there's there's a lot of flow to it and looking at the video with the second time for the second time, um, I did get a different eye for it. It looks like a lot of the things that... Because people are really ridiculing this. And it looks to me like it's possible that a lot of the things that people are ridiculing are drills. And they've been slowed down intentionally. Right. Because um, those look like they were... They were drills. They were not... He wasn't him going, okay, attack me at full speed. Right. It didn't look like that to me. Right. But the problem I have with it is that... I don't have a problem with the art itself, just like I don't have a problem with Aikido. Right. I think the problem comes is that this art is being touted as 
a highly combat effective art. And yet, I think it's completely, it would be completely ineffective for, for squaring off against someone that's going to throw jabs and crosses, quick jabs and quick crosses. Right. You know, you're not going to have this flowing movement where you, you know, you block their lunging punch and then you're able to sweep them and sort of brush their hair back so they fall on the yes. ground. Well, you know, I mean, I guess that begs the question. We see a lot of times in movies, especially, well, we'll say Steven Seagal movies, where no one ever boxes anybody. Nobody ever does what traditional Americans, what what I would think that they do, is is when I see people, you know, a lot of times, even if you see the real fights they film and stuff on YouTube, these people aren't running headlong at at you. They're not, they're not trying, you know what I mean? Even a lot of times they're not even charging you to tackle you, which yeah. which I would think would be somewhat, you know, more In a side note, as far as running headlong at people. So, I was watching uh, Mortal Kombat the other day, the original one. Uh-huh. The only thing the, the thing that ruins the entire movie for me is at the very end, Shang Tsung puts his arms down at his side and runs head first at the good guy. Really? And I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> you're a trained martial artist. It's in the script. That's script. the most ridiculous it's thing I've script. ever seen. Yeah. So anyway. But, but you're right. And you, and, I mean, unless somebody's doing full committal attacks, I guess I th- those are what I like to consider finishing moves, right? Yeah. Those yeah, are yeah. moves when somebody is so dead Exhaust, tired and somehow, and somehow you're not. Right. So that way you actually have your wits about you and you can do right. movements that require such minutia and you now, know, in detail. I've seen other videos of the system, system, Sistema stuff. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's system with an A. Right. Um, where, like, he'll have people falling down that he's just barely touching. And he has this one video about how powerful the Sistema punches are. And... He's punch. He's pe- someone will stand there and he'll he'll punch them in the diaphragm, and it's like, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I am sorry. I, I will to the to, to my dying breath refuse to believe that someone knows how to throw a punch, you know, in some special way that makes it harder than anybody else. Yeah. Well, I. I you know, and it's funny because I think the system somewhat intrigues me because it looks really artificial and at the same time they've got some interesting concepts. One of the things they talk about, at least in another video I said I saw, is that uh, they punch from they, – they talk about punching from the fist. So a lot of martial arts, they'll punch from the hips, Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll start their punch from the hip. You start from your core, and or your core, um, and even Wing Chun, they would say start from the elbow. Um, but they say, and it's just it's really a, a, a philosophical and conceptual thing. Right. They say starting your punch at the fist may not produce as powerful a, pr- a punch, but their idea is to surprise, cause surprise and shock. Sure. And then you have well, the opportunity to you lose in you after lose that. power in the face of speed at that yeah. point. Sure, your punch will be faster. Yeah. You know. So and, they have some interesting ideas. I just you know what what is what frustrates me to no end is the the buy-in the, the endless buy-in that systems like this get from their students. 
And I saw one video where, like I say, a student went to the ground without even being touched. Right. And there was this big seminar. It's like, can, you mean to tell me that everybody at that seminar is just like, wow, this guy is like magic. He yeah. can put me on the ground without you touching know what me. The problem, you know what the problem is with videos like this and things when people go down too easy? Bad ookies. Yeah, I think so too. These people, especially you get the people who do the uh, pressure point pressure stuff point and then that, they've got the people they choose to demonstrate on are already brainwashed yeah. into believing this stuff works so much well, that they let it work on them. That, that's yeah. because someone has not trained them how to properly be an ookie. Right. And, well, I'll give you an example of that. What I thought was really interesting I was watching a documentary. It was a martial arts documentary, but it was specifically about the, uh, uh, the Dim Mock and uh, right. Dillman. The Dillman guy. Yes. George Dillman. Yep. And... He he performed one of these uh, knockout attacks, uh, and it was just a, a essentially a chop to the neck. And they had EMTs there, and he did it on one of his students, and his student was out. Right. I mean, he, the guy was unconscious. The EMTs were like, his his heart rate is consistent of someone that's knocked out, and and then they brought some like UFC trained guys, the the MMA guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these guys were just like, I'm, I'm not afraid of you. To, you know, it, it's just going to train my neck. So go ahead. Because he was like, well, I don't want to do it on anybody that's not one of my students. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. I, these you MMA know what? guys were just like, it'll make my neck stronger. Go ahead and hit me as hard as you can. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sweat it. And, and that drives me nuts when they hide behind that. Had oh, no effect. Oh, well, I don't. tried it. I don't want to do, do it because. Yeah. Because, uh, well, but they always have that excuse. Well, he did try it. And then later on in the interview, he said, well, you know, if, you know, they may have, this is his, it was his literal answer. They may have had their toes crossed because that negates the effect. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I think it is, it's to some degree bad ookies, but I think well, that, that right there is, is just pure. I think that just like caca. training people to punch you should be training your students to be good ookies. Of course you should. There's just as much of a process that has to go into that as the one that has to go into a, the attacker. Yes. Uh, and I know that that's something that, that Chuck has mentioned before. And whenever we square off, whenever he's demonstrating a technique, and sometimes when we throw a punch or a kick, he won't block it. Just to make sure that because we're doing our job. Because he wants to make sure that we will make contact if he doesn't block it. Yes. Um, so I, I, I do think. Yeah, because going, you know, if I, deep. if, if you are going to practice, we'll just say something generic. You're going to practice blocking punches right. or parrying punches. Right. If I'm not actually going to make contact when I throw my punch. Yeah. What good is it doing you? And, and I think as an uki, you know, the other, th the other things that you need to consider are things like, well. Are they an advanced student? Are they a beginning student? Sure. Um, I obviously don't want to throw my full weight into the punch because what if they do miss? Right. Hey, if I make contact, if I if I hit their cheek or their nose or you know, if I hit them, you've hit me before. Yeah. It's not a big deal. You just go, ah, oh, shit. You know, right. that's fucked up. You get back up and you go, and okay, you go I on. better I better block better next time. Right. Um, and you may, you're constantly making adjustments. And you're constantly I mean, as, making adjustments. As as the uki, your job is to not just be this gummy. I well, thing. I know with you, a lot of times I'll start slow, 
and then I will begin to pick up the pace and I'll begin to move around right. and I'll you know I'll stop I'll you know I won't get I'll break the rhythm right you know things so you're like not that. so you're not going off of the um, you know because you know things are coming I mean you know right in the drill what the drill is so right. you're expecting it so yeah, yeah. you you mix yeah. it up based on your partner's skill level yeah yep. so it is definitely I think it's an important skill yeah. you know, as an uki you know that's an important skill you have to learn because you're teaching people how you're teaching people how to fight better yeah and they can't learn that if you're not doing your job good that's right well. that's right and so you need to teach people to be a good teacher Yes. Really? Well, you know what's really interesting now? Um, I don't know if we're getting too far up topic. I don't know if we're our topic. I like, mean, what's our... We've blown the I know. topic out of the water, so... Are we going to get back to that topic? Because I wanted to go a little we bit can, further we can with wrap this. Up. Um, yeah. All right. So, anyways, you're... So, I, so anyways, I, I... You know, it's frustrating to me that there are so many people in the world that are are unwilling to question authority yeah. and say, and you know what? I, I, there is a difference in when you're an instructor. If, if, if a student says, okay, we're doing this, but what if someone does this? Well, you can think of an, an infinite number of what if scenarios. Yes. Um, and in fact, I was having a discussion with somebody at Chan's the other day, and they kept doing the what if scenario. And I said, so basically, what you're saying is what happens if you're fighting someone that's a better fighter than you? Right. Well, you're screwed. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, at some point... Give up and beg for just, mercy. You're just screwed. Right. Yeah, you, know? you can what-if yourself into death. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But as an instructor, you can, you can placate some of that to say, well, that's not the drill we're doing right now. But to placate you, if someone did this kind of thing, you may respond this way. Right. Um, and... Uh, but... You shouldn't be offended by the question, and you should just never say, well, just do it that way. Right. You know? Yeah. You could say, this is the drill that we're doing, and this is what we focused on, but, man, I think, I, I think if you're a martial arts student somewhere out there in the universe, you need, you need to question what's going on of in your dojo. Of course you do. And, that's that's and, how you grow and, and, as a martial artist. You know, even if you're taking Tai Chi... And you say, boy, this, this low block doesn't seem to be a very effective low block. If I were teaching Tai Chi, I would say, well, it's Tai Chi. It's not, it's not really meant to be 100% combat effective, or at least that's not the way I teach it. Right. And you shouldn't be apologetic about that. Right. Well, and I think the thing is they need to have an answer. I mean, if, if I'm teaching, if, if it, my, my advice to any martial artist is if you have a question about something you're doing, ask, ask your sensei, ask your sifu, your teacher, ask them, yeah. what is this for? Why are we doing it? How can it be used? You know, ask right. the questions. Right. If his answer is just because or that's the way I learned it or no anything like that, no find good. a new school. Yeah. Because that means that guy never questioned yep. his instructors, which means he never really learned yeah. the, what was going on. And even, even a, you know what, I'm not sure, but let me get back to you on that. That's something at least. That's something at least. Uh, because I know that uh, that's what um, some of the uh, junior instructors do, is they may, I've done that before. You know, when I've been asked a question, I will say, you know what, I think it's this, but I need to go ch check with Chuck. Right. 
Uh, yep. So they may defer it a little bit. Well, but and you they know, shouldn't be offended by you asking the question. And that's the thing; they shouldn't be offended by it. And you know what? I get if they don't know the answer, it's okay if they say, "You know what? I guess I don't really know that answer." Right. That's okay that's too. better than that's that is infinitely right. better than saying just because. Yeah, I mean, you and I are both instructors in Sanyando, and if somebody came to me and asked me a ground fighting question. I probably wouldn't know the answer. I don't do much ground fighting. Right. Um, and I may defer it to, like, even Scooter. Scooter does a lot of ground fighting. I may send the student to another student of a lower rank that knows more about ground fighting. Sure. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Nope, not at all. A lot of ego all. wrapped up into that kind of thing. Yeah, and I guess maybe that in the end is the thing. Yeah. You need to make sure that... So I guess what it comes back to... Don't let your ego get in the way of learning. ...is is always question your instructors if you're not sure about something. You don't understand why you're doing something. And also remember, students out there, that not everything relates directly back to kicking someone's ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fine point. You know? If you say, why am I doing sit-ups? Well, it's... uh, so you, when you get punched in the stomach, it doesn't hurt so much. Well, that's true, but you're also <laughs> building up your core strength. You're building up your core attributes. You know, it's just like sometimes you just don't want to get into that kind of shit. Right. Um, I, oh, and I wanted to say one more thing about this whole yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, sy- system A, systema. Systema. And, and its relation to, uh, what would you say, Aikido? Is that a martial art like Aikido, and, yeah. I, and we've said this countless times, is very hard to master. And it's one of those martial arts that has got a lot of intricacies that take years and years of, of practice sciences. before right. you can realistically use them to defend yourself yeah. in a situation where you need to do that. Yeah. Not saying they can't be used. It. I'm saying it takes much more time and dedication well, to get and, those to that and, point than it does something like boxing, for well, example. Well, Jen and I were talking about it the other day, and I said, I said I would suspect, and and I think this is probably pretty accurate that. If if you were to take two weekend seminars in self-defense or take a year of Tai Chi, the two weekend seminars would allow you to defend yourself better on the streets than the year of Tai Chi did. If you're going to take a traditional Tai Chi class, yes. the way it's typically westernly yes. taught, that's right, for sure. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. You really have to make sure that the goals of the martial art are in line with your goals as as an individual and what you want to train for. Martial arts has become such a broad term yeah, um, that it's really hard to say where things fit. I mean, I like the Tai Chi in that it focuses on internals and focuses on balance and breathing and, and all those things. And I think that it's a... It's a excellent supplement sure. to another art if your goal is combat oriented it's an excellent art on its own if that's not your goal right hey mental health good stuff if, if you don't have that then your physical health is going to go right yeah. down the shitter well and we talk about the 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 triangle of mind body and spirit you know and if one of those things gets out of whack then it's really difficult they all they all are attached yep. at some you know at some point that that triangle is all one big piece and well, any piece of it that starts to decay affects it, the other pieces and the opposite is true you know I know that for me when I start working out more emotionally I feel better yeah you know I feel more grounded I feel more centered yep um, and I guess the grounded in the in the centered is more of a spiritual thing but I mean it's just like everything's if I can manage to pull one of those up. Then they all start coming. The others start to follow. Yeah, yeah it's true. So. 
right, what so is this? Uh, the other one I rambling. have is, I, I thought actually this would just be a, a good general discussion is books and videos. Okay. Do you use books and videos at all for your martial arts training? I can't do it. Do you... I mean, I've read, I've read the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. I've got a bunch of books here that I've skimmed through. I am not a book learner. I never have been. Yeah. I have to do it and just... I mean, I've have owned I own one video and that's yeah. the um the, the I first think I actually thing have of one of your Arnese books. Do you? Remember you gave it to me a long it's oh, a Remy uh, Press oh, yellow yeah, yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and I just you know what? I I just not there's something that. missing there. And it's like I can look at the book and get an idea, but you really don't know until you have someone show you and I just never been a good book learner. Yeah, I think to me it's a supplement. You know? Right. One of the things I like about it is that, uh, uh, for example, uh, I'm doing the Wing Chun now. And I have actually this really old video that I bought a long time ago because I was interested in it and I wanted to see what it was all about. And it's uh, Ip Ching uh, actually came to my school and they did a little, they filmed the whole thing. I remember and stuff that. Like that. I was bummed. I was like, I could have been there. But hey, uh, we were supposed to go. Actually, I forget yeah, something yeah, happened. Something happened. But anyway, uh, he talks about a lot of the aspects of what a particular block is supposed to look like, and what are the possibilities from here, and what are the possibilities from there. And um, it's, I, I think it's a more forms-based art than say Sanyando is, for example. Uh-huh. Uh, and with that the books and video can supplement your forms to make sure you're doing a particular move properly. And I know that one of the things that I've always struggled with is if I'm trying to remember a form, if I'm just learning a form, I may remember the first piece and I may remember the last piece, but there's like that one or two moves that is that bridging and I forgot them and I can't for the life of me remember them. Yeah. And if I have a book or a video, I can just look and go, oh, that's what right. it was. But it's one of those things where you have to have had it first. You like, have to have had it first. I am, I'm, a not, I'm not a believer in all, at all of ordering a video online, going through the course, martial art memorizing thing. it, and then having somebody give you a certificate because you did some sort of no. e, e, e martial training. training. Yeah. You know, and, and people do that. I know. People do that. And I'm like, you... It's, no. it's, in my mind, not possible yeah. to learn something that way and learn it properly. Yeah. I mean, if it's the only thing you have... That's a whole different story. And, and I don't think there's a problem with, uh, you know, if you're doing Aikido and you want to learn Wing Chun, but you don't want to fork over 50 bucks a month to do it. You sure. can get a video and just see what it's all about and right. kind of check it out. Is it better than nothing? Yeah. Yes. Is it learning but don't, martial art? But don't do it, and then and then and then think of yourself as some sort of right, as you know, instructor guru for that or art or whatever in that art. That art. It's, it's just, I just it don't believe it. I don't way. believe it works that yeah, way. Me either. I could be wrong. So, all right, I want to talk real quick about yes. the Tito Ortiz Ken Shamrock extravaganza. It was on Spike TV last night. Oh. Geez. Shit, was it really? Yes, they'll and it was awesome. Now, don't tell me who won, because they'll be rerunning it. Oh, dude, that's the whole point. I want to talk about it. Well, you can talk about everything but who won. All right. Well, suffice it to say... So it was a good fight. It was the exact same fight the last time they got together. Really? To a T. Wow. Exact same fight. And when you see it, you'll go, 
Didn't didn't we? And did they just replay the last fight? My understanding is that Shamrock's more of a stand-up guy, and Tito is more of a ground fighter. Nah, I mean Shamrock. They're, they're both all around. Shamrock fighters. is one of the guys who he started as a shoe fighter, didn't? Yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn you! I know. Sorry, dude. All right. Well, anyway, everybody else probably already knows who won. Okay. But anyway, watch the fight, and then go back and watch the first fight again. And if you can find the difference between those two fights, I'll be surprised. This is their rubber match, right? Not really. But I mean, because they fought, this is the third time they. This fought. is the third, but Tito won the other two times. So I mean, oh, that's this right. was a, so it's not really a rubber match. This was something, you know. So Ken Shamrock. I've always wondered if they really hate each other as much as oh, they say they do. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure it's not just a marketing no. thing? No, I'm positive. <laughs> I am positive. I, I was I've, I've been watching the uh, uh, what is that? The UFC reality show thing on Spike. Oh yeah, um, it's a good show. I mean, we well, know who's in it now. I'm a reality show kind of guy. Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes are the coaches for this season. Oh really? Yep. Ah. Uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Season four, I think, just wrapped up. That should be interesting. So you need to hurry up and watch the fight because next okay. episode, whether you've seen it or not, it. I'm talking about All it. All right. Well, thank you for the one one episode reprieve. <laughs> you bastard. So that's I guess that's it for martial arts stuff. I think that's it. We'll sign off for uh, our uh, martial arts stuff podcast. Thanks for listening. Same martial arts time, same martial arts channel.